completely unrelated to football right now, Carl has some news that he would like to share with the audience. All right, it's monumental news. You need to actually give it an appropriate title. Fucking Skittles. Hear me out. Skittles no longer have that bum-ass green apple flavor. They finally swapped back to the original lime, and I swear to God, I am the most ecstatic person on the face of the earth. Even though Skittles are, like, the most overhyped thing ever, Sour Skittles are my favorite thing in the world. You you, you guys don't understand. This candy, I, I literally have it next to me specifically to eat during this show. I was going to say, what's that crinkling? Also, yeah. like, you called me at 4.10 today just to yeah. tell me this? Yeah. Like, I thought you had some important news. This is monumental news. What the fuck do you mean it's not important? It's not important. It's a Skittles flavor. Yeah. I think the majority of people will not notice. Jesus, you guys are uncultured swine. <laughs> M&Ms are superior. Bro, what? Val, no way. No. 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 You literally just said... I don't believe that the Skittles thing is big news, but no. If you like M&M's more, it it doesn't matter. Like, like, but you can't say that there's different flavors of M&M's. Like, that doesn't matter. Because guess what? The shells don't have enough of a flavoring for it to matter. They're the same flavor. They're actually the same flavor. Yeah. But will the... Sour Skittles also use lime, or is it just going to be used? I'm, lime hold, I'm holding a sour Skittles currently, and it, and it's lime. It's revolutionary. Carl's the happiest it. skinny kid in the world right now. I'm actually like pissing myself. I'm so fucking happy. <laughs> Hey yo, welcome back to the High Kicks Podcast. We got another special guest with us this week. Our social media manager, Val Besh, is here. Hey Val. Howdy, howdy, yep. For anybody Finger who- guns. Carl, no one cares anymore. So for I, anybody- I'm still gonna do it. <laughs> cool. For, for anybody who follows our Instagram, if you've noticed an uptick in posting, in interaction, in anything else, uh, that it is has, thanks to Val. He's absolutely behind the scenes. He's absolutely killing it, and yes. we're so we, thankful that we have him because I have mentioned it on this show before. I'm absolutely horrendous at social media. Yeah, emphasize the thankfulness because Jesus, we would be lost right now. Val, do you want to just tell our viewers a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah, so I'm, I don't even know, I, like, grew up in New York City, lived in Northern California for a bit, most of my experience with soccer is playing on a fair amount Val, of club Val, teams. I don't, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, but on this show we do call it football. Oh, sorry. So, for the five European uh, viewers of your show... I Bro. will now call it football. Uh, for the that was football savage. Teams, that was savage as hell. Oh my god. The few football teams that I have played for, two of which were in New York, two were in Northern California, and then now I'm just seeing what's going to happen. I'm majoring in the sports media, and I'm 
Yeah, I, I don't want to go through my whole life story. Fair enough. Val, Val's a sports media major at Ithaca. Same program I came out of. He's got the better end of it because the program's beefed up a little bit in the last couple of years. But more so, if you want more of what Val's been doing, check out our Instagram at the High Kicks Podcast. He's absolutely killing it, doing a great job. Yes, yes, yes. So I think we're going to just jump into a little bit of a rundown of what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to start a little bit with some COVID, and then we're going to jump into the title race. We're going to talk about some controversial calls that were made, and we're going to look at the table a little bit to do some analyzing of that, because it's a little bit weird right now. Yeah, the table's just fucked, and I can say that about every league right now, just because yes. a lot of teams are having COVID issues, and it's not just a prem issue, it's it's an entire it's not football, just a football issue, issue, and then it's just an entire world issue right now, like you just see it in every single day life. Yeah, so the last thing we're going to do, obviously, is our predictions, but this set of predictions is a little, a little bit different, a little bit nicer, because it's Boxing Day, and Boxing Day is my favorite Premier League day of the year. Well, has to be. Yes, yes, yes. So, to jump into our first topic, the Premier League held a meeting today about potentially postponing the league until after January, or not after January, sorry, after New Year's. And to the surprise of about no one, they said they're not going to do that. I just want to know what your guys' thoughts are. I think a lot of other sports are in a very similar situation where they're at the point where they're required to make some sort of action. And I just don't think it's going to happen right now. Like, in all honesty. They they met and they said that it's not happening. Yeah. Like, I, I just... There's never going to be something that's going to amount to what happened originally. Like, knock on wood. I knocked on my desk. Yeah, I'm really hoping. I knocked on a bunch of different things made of wood. But enough people are vaccinated. Like, there's actually some sort of resistances to COVID now. When previously, it was completely unknown. Um, this might be wrong, but apparently around mm-hmm. 16% of players in the Premier League are not vaccinated yet, Yeah, which is a low number, but I still think that's too high. Yeah, people can make their own choices at the end of the day in terms of that. I won't be on their case, but in terms of just COVID as a general thing, people have been better about it, and it, there are ways to counteract it. So there despite not having everything there's something being done so it, i don't think it will be as bad as it previously was val i want to get Give your it, thoughts yeah okay. i'm not really so, sure it's kind of difficult to say like if either one decision that the league makes is better than like the general population of what they think is good i think it's just it's tricky where you have cases rising and then they either close the stadium off, they continue to play in the background, cases go down, they reopen, and then it kind of just fluctuates. To me, it's just a... I don't know how to say it, but it just it, people kind of have to know that that in... 
well, I don't even know, but it's just kind of difficult to say whether or not people just need to get vaccinated or if it's issues outside of the actual sports facilities. Because if it's people coming into the stadium that aren't vaccinated, not wearing masks and getting others sick, then they might just have to close the stadiums. And I, But I think actually postponing games and pushing them back is a bit too far. So I think postponing games is what they're doing right now. Like when, when a club physically can't field the team, I understand why they're postponing. But I do right. I do think postponing the league as a whole mm-hmm. isn't going to solve anything given the current state of the pandemic. I just think given this new Omicron variant that seems to be highly more transmissible, it's going to be around for however long it's going to be around. And I think, I think I as think we... Sir, uh, I think as we have become more adaptable to the original virus, we will become more adaptable to this new variant. I don't think it totally will agree. be as immediate. I think we probably will be in a similar situation where we aren't playing with fans in every single sport. Don't get me wrong. It's not just going to be football. It's going to be basketball. It's going to be everything. Dude, uh, totally unrelated to football. My family won this kind of raffle thing to be able to get tickets to the March Madness Final Four. And it's been canceled the last two years. Yeah, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's in New Orleans this year, and it's going to get canceled again. Yeah, pretty like, much guaranteed. Big oof. Big oof. But I I just think I like that they're treating it on a game-by-game basis because I, I don't want to see the entire league get stopped. It, it is going to come back to hurt teams later when they have to fill up their weeks with like makeup fixtures, but... As we've already seen with that's the, life, isn't that the Spurs loss already? They lost three yep. 0 because they t- couldn't make up a match. Yeah, yep, well, that was a... yeah against yeah. But the it's conference, a conference league. league so yeah, it wasn't anything serious. Well, but yeah, the only still, thing that we care about is like give up a match. Spurs is eliminated in the group stage of the freaking conference league, and that's hysterical. Yeah, yeah it's embarrassing. Like I saw, yeah. I saw a picture of a gift that you can get a Spurs fan, and it was a coffee mug that says, "I'm a Spurs <laughs> fan. This is the only cup I'll be getting this year." Oh, <laughs> like hysterical. That's really accurate. But like, people will become more adaptable. Things will change, but I think there will be a bit of a recession before it starts to get better. Very similar to the first pandemic. It's not the first it, pandemic, Carl. It's still the same pandemic. Yeah, but like in terms of like the first wave of the pandemic. That's fair. That's because fair. I, it, it has sort of been in waves because this has sort of been like a passive time for a little bit. And now the new variants like really rampant and everything's picking up again. So, yeah, I got my booster the other day and the facility where I got my booster was like. We haven't had lines like all week. And in the last two days, as the news has been coming out about this variant, now the lines are like out the door. Like I waited an hour and 45 minutes for a walk in for my booster. And if I had gone two days earlier, I would have been in and out. I waited two hours to get a test today because I had an incident where I might have been positive. So I needed to get that checked and I'm negative, but need to get it checked. Fair, fair. <sighs> also, all of this COVID and everything is making the table impossible to analyze at the moment. I said we were exactly. going to do that a little bit later, and we'll jump into more specifics with clubs. But 
currently on the Premier League schedule, there's 13 matches that have been postponed and that like are awaiting to be rescheduled. Yeah. And that leaves West Ham with a game in hand, United with two games in hand, Spurs with three, Leicester with two, Villa and Palace each with one, Brentford and Brighton each with two, Everton and Southampton with one, Watford with two, Burnley with three, Norwich with one. Yeah, I was going to say, most importantly, Burnley has three in hand. <laughs> so, so does Spurs. Yeah, I know, but it's Burnley, so I wanted to troll them a little bit. But also Spurs, so I control them a little bit. But the, they they actually win those, so I don't know. Carl, you're. I mean, I can say I was gonna say you're a United fan. You can't really troll anybody right now, but you guys have been playing a little bit better lately. I can also, troll uh, to some degree. Like I'm, I still I'm like outnumbered on this show again because Val and Carl yeah. are both Man U supporters. Yeah. Yeah. My only thing I can say to that is a uh, five 0 yeah, but uh, yeah, I can't say anything. Yeah. No, you can't. No, you can't, because I can just say five nil. Yep. See, if you were like yeah, but... a Barca fan, I could be like eight two, but that doesn't. Yeah, but we could also say Aston Villa. That was last season. I'm yeah, talking but... about this season. I mean, last <laughs> season you lost to Spurs six think... one. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that Spurs lost. Yeah. That 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 was like that might have been the same day actually. I think it was. Yeah, it was the same match day. Yeah. And then I think the week prior last year, that's when Leicester beat City. Yeah. Like five one. Yep. Yeah, yo, the Leicester City game was mm-hmm. tight because Leicester oh just snagged them. Yeah. They're playing City again this week, and I really hope they do the same thing, but they won't. They won't. They, yeah, they will not with Manchester's current form. Nah, but we'll get into that in a little bit. I want to slide into the title race because Chelsea have been out of form lately. Their last five matches are a win, a loss, a win, and two draws. They've gone from top of the table now to six points back of the leader's city. Yeah. And, I mean, I've seen calls apparently for people who are deluded saying that Tuchel should be out because they're not playing in form, which is absolutely blasphemous. And it just speaks to the state of football where people need instant gratification. And that's just wrong. Like you need time. I feel like people have already forgot that Tuchel took a ninth place side to the champions league final and won it and turned them exactly. into title, turned them into title contenders in three months. Especially because when we looked at Arteta, like Arteta, I wouldn't have given the time of day and you gave him the time of day at Arsenal and look, look at what's, what's happened. happened. Like we'll get into that I, later though. Like I, I, I will be a hundred percent honest. I am stupid for what I said about Arteta based on the way that that side is performing. We all are. We all are. Yeah. But this is more about Chelsea and the title yeah, exactly. race. And I just want your guys' opinion. So do you guys think it's a two-team race at this point. Do you think Chelsea no. can climb their way back into it? Yes. I, Maybe, I, yeah. I think I they can... could. I think yeah. I think this weekend will be important. Chelsea versus Aston Villa is going to be huge in like seeing if this is just a two-team race at this point. Because if Aston Villa mm-hmm. continue on their form and they can come away with a win against Chelsea... And or like a late draw that sort of brings confidence out of the Chelsea side. 
Well, if Chelsea draw, well, if Chelsea drop points again, it becomes, in my mind, a two-team race if Man City yeah. and Liverpool both win. Yeah, I agree. And then I and did. I do want to add both on of their forums. I'm taking Liverpool and City this weekend. Yes, and then I do want to add on to the fact that statistically in the Premier League, the club that is top of the table at Christmas time or after Christmas, but I'm going to go with at Christmas time has gone on to win the Prem. Yeah, like true. eight yeah. or something, or however many of the last years, there's only been one year where it didn't happen, and that was the year where City beat Liverpool to the title, 98 points to 97, or 99 to 98. Yep. So, like, do we think City are just going to run away with this? Do we think um, anyone can catch them? It depends on if they sign anyone in January. I, I, I think, think it matters if if Liverpool sign one, someone, that yeah. will matter. They've yeah. already said that they're probably not going to. Exactly. I just don't see it in their future. And then in terms of City's future, I don't see them making like a massive purchase. Yeah. So I, I think we could City be running away. I could. I actually kind of see this coming down to the wire again, and I see City lifting the trophy. Unfortunately, I see. I, would C- agree. I, I see City lifting the trophy, winning by like. Eight points at the end of the season. Yeah, I don't see it that much. I see within or five. like six points. I see within six five. Points, I would say. I would say eight it would be City, five points behind them, and then Chelsea or Liverpool like three points behind them. So like the difference between first and third is maybe ten points in total. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. Like I, I think Chelsea will be really close behind Liverpool. Mm-hmm. I think Chelsea are currently just in a bad run of form right now and can definitely pick it back up because, like you were saying, it's blasphemous to talk about Tuckle in a bad way just because of his overall. They're also being devastated by injuries and COVID, so yeah, that's part of it. Exactly. Every single sport is having those key players out. This is where very important moments. This so is where Manchester of, City's depth is going to come into play and drastically exactly. help them. Exactly. Man City has the largest depth of any side in the Prem. By far. Well, well arguably the world. I don't besides know how PSG, argue, I don't, I don't besides know how arguable PSG. it is. Even PSG doesn't have the same kind of depth all around the pitch. You sure about that? I don't yeah. think they. I don't think they do. I'm I don't pretty think sure they have the I'm same midfield sure. depth. I think I don't think they have yeah, the same depth up top. Let me, let me pull up uh, roster by roster because they, I want to see the second team. Um, they Man might City have the same PSG second team. They might have the same depth, like at the back. They definitely have more depth at keeper. PSG does. Yeah. Like starters up top, I would go with PSG, but everywhere else, in terms of depth, I have to go with City probably. I think that's the main weakness with PSG is everyone behind the top three is meh compared to Man City where it's like pretty Man good City at just has position. stacked at yeah. every position. Man City, yeah, that's has what I'm talking about. Yeah. But what I'm saying is with PSG, with some of the signing, um, yeah, because I can't really think of like a left back that completely fills in for that. I can't think of. I mean, keep in mind, their starting left back is a 19-year-old. I mean, he's fantastic. 
Yeah, exactly. But, but like but, their secondary left back also is non-existent. And then Hakim is on the right, but where's the secondary right back? And uh, then for City, got rid of him. And City, then, you have Cancelo. And then you have Walter. Ruben Diaz, Stones, Laporte's still there. Mm-hmm. And, Ake, Ake um, is still there. Ake is there. Like that. That's Zinchenko. Zinchenko is still there. Yeah, Zinchenko on the other side, and that's just defense. I, midfield, I would say, is probably stronger at Man City. And then, in terms of attack, PSG have lack striker. Yeah. Yeah, but City have never had the striker, so it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, City have ha- actually always had one of the well, most prolific strikers well, in the Premier League history yeah, until this year. Yeah. Until this year. Yeah. But, but, Rain. Well, also, like, the past couple seasons, Aguero has been very injury prone, and we haven't right. seen lots of him. So they have had a striker, but we haven't seen enough of him for that to be that relevant. That's fair. That's fair. But City, like, are, City, at are the like, end of the day, availability is the key thing. City are looking as dominant right now as they were when they were Centurions. Exactly, and I don't like it. Yeah, no, their current run of form is actually devastating. It's stupid. I'm taking them currently to win the Premier League by six points, even though they are currently only up by three. I mean, that I, could I that, that, that six points could be decided on April 9th when they play Liverpool. Exactly. But last season, weren't they like sixth or seventh at one point, and then they just started on a like a 20-game winning streak, and then they ended up winning? Yeah, but exactly. that... Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, so if they're already ahead, they could easily just continue. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if they're going to rattle off a win streak like that. That was historic. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it could. past them, but I'm not going to yeah. say yeah. that I think they're going to. Yeah. Because that's like the comparison I tried to make. Okay. Yeah. What's that last week? I don't know. You make a lot of stupid comparisons all the time. So I'm going to move on because the... I just want to talk about some officiating right now. Oh, yeah, nah. So that that was a little sus. So in the Liverpool Spurs game, early on in the match, Harry Kane slides in, studs up into Andy Robertson's ankle. Doesn't I get the ball. I sent off. I do, too. And yeah. then later on in the match, like Andy I, I, Robertson, I like Andy and I like Kane. Like, of course, I don't like them on their current teams, yes. but that, but that on, was a on, disgusting Carl. tackle. Yes, it was. So later on in the match, Andy Robertson swings his leg at a Spurs player trying to get the ball, and he just sweeps right. out his leg. Right, also, I wouldn't say that. It wasn't like yeah, that. That like, uh, yeah, what? you're sort of saying that a little bit biased. <laughs> I will no, I was I was going to end it. I was going to end it by saying it was a malicious tackle. Oh, OK. OK. Oh, yeah. He straight up, was... he straight up swung his leg into the other guy's leg and took him out. Yeah, right. no, the way that you were making it sound initially was that you were like, no, I'm just, I'm, him a little no, bit. I'm not defending him at all. It was malicious as hell. I agree with the sending off. The only reason I don't agree with the sending off is that Kane wasn't sent off. Right. Exactly. Like yeah. I, 
either. And I don't even know if I fully agree with that being a send off. I agree with it being well. The a way the yellow, game, the, the way the game was called, exactly. it, I, I, it was a send off. Like I watched the whole match. The way the match was called, it was a send off. Yeah, but given that Harry Kane's tackle, which was just as malicious, exactly. if not more malicious than Paul Pogba's tackle on Nabi Keita in the five 0 Liverpool win. Okay, no, I would say less. Eh. <laughs> in, in my opinion, it was so less. I'm Pogba, didn't, fan. Pogba didn't have as much speed going in, but he went in with two feet, which yeah, is why I say Harry Kane was sprinting full on when he slid. Pogba wasn't, which is why I say the one okay. foot and more speed can be more dangerous than slower and two footed. But that's just a yeah, personal yes, opinion. More controlled. Yeah, I'm just, I'm that. just using it in terms of Pogba got sent off for that. Harry Kane should have been got, should have got sent off for what he did, or Rabo shouldn't have been sent off for what he did. Like either those Harry Kane and Rabo's challenges were both reds, or they were both yellows. Exactly. Like, there's such a lack of consistency in what is being called. And I'm not not even on a Liverpool bias because, as I said, they just needed to be called the same way. They were both malicious challenges. They were both dangerous. They both put the other player at risk of serious injury. Yeah. I would still call them both as yellows. Or, nah, Harry Kane's no. I would call as a red, so then I would call the other one as a red. I would call them both straight reds. Andy Robertson swung in his leg hit him in the knee slash shin area, didn't get a ball and took him out when he was standing on one leg. That's a red well, card. The main thing is that the guy was, uh, I'm not sure who exactly on Emerson was. Emerson uh, Royale. Emerson. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he was sort of defending the ball and mm-hmm. then get sort of like clipped from the side. Yeah. But it's the speed at which he swung his leg in that made it dangerous. Yeah. It's mostly the ferocity that he specifically hit the knee. Emerson but... Royale went down and was just like, "Yeah, like Wait. he was smart by seeing Robbo run at him and he stepped in, yes. got kicked, and now it was called. That was a quick little. It was a smart. It was a smart play by him, and I don't fault him for that. I actually praise him for that. He's not my yeah. player. He's on the other side, but." You make a smart play, you make a smart play. Yeah. There just needs to be some form of consistency. Because... What is considered dangerous play. Exactly. Just for the safety of players, so players know what they can and can't do. Because my impression as a player is, it's okay to go full speed and slide in studs up. Sometimes, if you have the right ref and you're at your home pitch... if Paul and... Tierney is officiating. Yeah. Apparently Klopp walked up to him after the match and said, I don't have any problems with refs. I just have problems with you. And it makes sense, especially given this case. Yes. Yes. But I think that pretty much is a great synopsis of us pretty much thinking. Yeah. This ref is a joke. <laughs> well, it's not even that the ref is a joke. It's that the consistency in what is called, because it's it's been multiple refs across multiple matches, and it right. goes to the VAR official, too. Were both of them given to VAR? 
Yes. Yeah, so they checked Harry Kane's for a possible yeah. red during play. I don't understand how they checked it and still didn't decide that. Afterwards. It was like a 15 second check. And then they checked Rabo's and Paul Tierney didn't even go to the monitor to look at Harry Kane's challenge. I think had he gone to the monitor, he would have sent him off. Yeah, exactly. That's like, you can't, you can't just decide like when to go to the monitor. It has to be a consistent thing. I think if they go to VAR, I don't care if it takes longer. Go to the monitor. Use yeah, VAR for what it's supposed to be used for. Exactly. Like, if you're going to stop play, stop play. Like, Well, they, didn't, they don't stop. The play was already stopped because it was a foul. Right? Yeah, I know. But, like, if, if you're going to stop play even longer for, like, the extra, like, minute, does it really matter that much? No. Just add it back on. Exactly. Like, exactly. We have we've been seeing a lack of that recently, where it's just like, okay, we actually have the ability to and just it seems add like on an the, extra minute. It seems like it's only the prem, from what I've noticed. Like in other leagues, they go to the monitor. In international tournaments, they go to the monitor. Oh, especially in international tournaments, every single call goes to the monitor. Like I don't care if it takes longer. If you have the technology to get the call right, go to the monitor and get the call right. Because then you just don't have the frustration on the fans part. And again, I'm a Liverpool supporter and I'm upset that Robbo got sent off and Kane didn't, but I'm more just mad at the inconsistency. Yeah. I don't really care that Robbo got sent off, but I think Kane should have got sent off too. So fuck. yeah, that's kind of, I'm more mad that that's what I'm saying. I'm mad that the inconsistency that one got sent off and one didn't when they yeah. both committed egregiously dangerous challenges. Exactly. They put the other player at risk for serious injury. Yeah, can I just say something for shits real quick? That's like half of what you say. Do you remember when Romelu Lukaku was like going off? Yeah, he's not. Yeah, Romelu Lukaku is not going off in the slightest. Isn't he recovering from an ankle injury? He is, but he's... he Before that ankle injury still, he, he stopped going off. Yeah, yeah, he scored like five goals and then just disappeared and then got injured. Yeah, so exactly. Guess how many goals he actually has on the season? Doesn't he only have like eight? Yes, three. <laughs> oh wow, three on the three with season. Three, three within in the, the prem in, 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 in the prem. What's in all competitions? In all competitions, I'm pretty sure he has like eight. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're right about that. But within the prem, it's crazy. Oh yeah. Now to move on to the topic where Carl and I sound like absolute idiots who know nothing about this sport, even though a lot of people do for this topic. We're going to talk about Arsenal. Yeah. Because um, we need to bring the Arsenal podcast back on because they just need to shit on us a little bit. They're not an I... Arsenal podcast, Pace and Power. They're just one's an Arsenal fan, one's not. I'm going on an Arsenal podcast at some point soon. Bring the Arsenal podcast on so that they can shit on us and then bring every Arsenal supporter possible because I, I, I'll agree. We were wrong. When I go on the clock end with Tez from Australia, I'll bring it up. I, I'm just baffled. So they're going to have, they as an Arsenal are going to have an absolutely formidable front three in the future with Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe, and Gabriel Martinelli. Like, I think people forgot me, not people, myself included in people, forgot how good Martinelli is. He had a fantastic breakout in Project Restart. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of got injured and fell behind the scenes a little bit. 
And since he's been healthy, he's becoming a problem again. And uh, guess what's been happening recently in the back of Arsenal? Alba is probably leaving. That captaincy is cursed. Yeah. So, uh... They... I they think Alba should leave. That's the most amazing thing for their development in the attack, though. Like, oh my god. But where could he go? Huh? That's what I'm... Where could he go? I could see Barcelona Juve. because they need a striker. Juve, Juve has reached Leo. out already. Juve has reached oh. out. Cause. Somebody like, commented. I, I could definitely Val. see a Serie side. I could too. Mm-hmm. Somebody commented on your post on our account about Alba saying, "Let him go. We are doing better than yeah. him. It's high time we sell that boy. He's no longer effective at all." That is facts. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's not effective at all. I would still yeah, say he, that he has that, potential, for, he but has for potential that side... For that side, he's no longer effective. Exactly. He is no longer valuable to that side. That, wasn't, that was an Arsenal fan who wrote, who wrote that comment, so he, it's implied that he means to our side. All right, so, basketball comparison, real quick. Kevin Love. Kevin Love's tried to be like a main piece in his side last year and was just trash and couldn't do anything got frustrated and everything took a backseat role this season and actually is on a super successful cleveland cavaliers team and actually is being one of the most like veteran people on the side that's the kind of role alba needs to take if he's going to stay with that arsenal side but but he's not willing to do that he also like they just need to move on from him exactly it's it's better it's better for all parties involved if he moves on I completely agree with you. What about it's, Pepe? Uh, time. What? Pepe? What about Pepe? Because I've heard a few things about him. Okay. I, I've heard people, they want to get rid of Pepe because he's just meh. He is just meh. Yeah. I like, think you keep Pepe like a Martial, though. Except I you think keep he's Pepe shown flashes. I actually could see Emile Smith-Rowe sliding into a creative, like, attacking midfielder role and going Saka, Martinelli, and Pepe as a front three. But, That's what I thought Smithrow was. I only saw Smithrow as like a cam. Yeah, but now he's playing. There. He's playing a little bit more of a wing role lately, and he's been fantastic at it. I want to see if he, if he develop because he's quick too. That's the yes. main mm-hmm. thing. Like I never realized how quick he really was yeah. until he was out on the wing. Mm-hmm. I didn't either. So he he could stay out there like completely fine, very similar to the they way that Carlos used to. Fantastic young talent at that club yeah because i was gonna say like oh yeah with this pace like it's typical but no the flashes of him at cam i didn't really see the pace besides when he was cutting inside which yeah was disgusting when i saw it but it was few and far between but when he's out on the wing i really enjoy it from what i'm seeing with his pace and uh i'm gonna drop the word that uh Brian knows. I say it all the time, prowess. The P word. I have to do it as a meme at this point. <laughs> yeah, Val, there was an episode where Carl said prowess about 47 times in like 15 minutes, and I called him out for it. It's become kind of a crutch word for, for Carl, where instead of just saying skill, instead of saying somebody's good at something, he just says they have prowess. Yep. <laughs> it's a nice vocab word, except for when you yeah. use it every single time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I do have a question. 
Hit me. So there are rumors that Arsenal could be trying to get um, Mason Greenwood for about $45 million. Um, Yeah, that's not going to happen. Oh, that just wouldn't yeah. happen, though, with, for that yeah, price. Just, I think United yeah. would value him far higher than that. It's yeah. just he's unhappy right now with his... He's not starting. Well, bro, we just bought fucking Ronaldo. We're stupid. And Sancho. Yeah, we are... St- well, Sancho's a different purchase. I completely yeah. agree with the Sancho purchase. When the I Ronaldo don't. signing... I don't. Why? On- honestly, honestly, I don't. Because you could have put somebody else out of the wing when you're a club that needs a midfielder more than another winger. Straight up. You're right. Straight up. Yeah. I you agree also, with you. You also could, there you because also we showed our attacking. You also, yeah. hold on. Sancho has been adamant the whole time that it was United or nothing. Yeah. Right. So you guys could have just waited. Until he just didn't have a contract anymore. Yeah, or just waited another season and actually purchased the midfield help that you need and then went after Sancho. Like, I I saw it as a necessary addition that happened too early. All right, I can agree with you there. Just, But I think it would have been entirely different if the Ronaldo signing didn't happen. I, I think, think we we've talked talking about this about extensively. I, I think Ronaldo was a mistake. I think it was a nostalgia yeah. signing that threw off the yeah. plans for the club is making their prize youth possession unhappy. Because if we're talking about a Sancho purchase with that system from last year where Bruno is the star piece and you're starting to move Pogba more up the field and perfectly. you're starting to do exactly like shit. Ole still may have a job right now. Probably not. Like yeah. potentially though. Like Probably that's not. how that's how good they were clicking. Fair. But probably not. Ronaldo being in that side. Carl, we've been over this. Ole probably wouldn't have a job anymore because you need tactics. You don't just need vibes. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is that he could have vibed and like they still might have been able to pull like fourth right now. Why is it also that every single time we try and talk about Arsenal, we always start talking about United? Have you noticed that throughout this show? Like not just this episode, but like historically? guess we're talking about the shits so this is more of a Carl we, thing we, than a val thing because val has only kind of been involved with us for a couple weeks now or maybe it's, yeah. like i guess when i'm talking about like bad good teams i always have to bring up united also i just want to shout out the fact that trent's gonna break his record again if anybody is unaware He's going to break the record again for assists of a defender in the Premier League. Yeah. Like, they've, they've played Cancelo. less than half the season. What? Yeah. Doesn't Zhao Cancelo have, I think, seven assists so far this season? Not in the Premier League, no. I'm looking at the really? stats right now. I'll look at the full list. Mo has um, nine. Um, Trent um, has um. eight. Cancelo has four in the Premier League. Okay, so... The other three are probably in the Champions League. Yes. So, Trent Alexander-Arnold has 11 assists on the season and 8 in the Prem. Yeah. Also, Mo Salah has 24 goal contributions in 18 Premier League games. Hey, also, Paul Pogba has 7 assists, but he's had 7 assists since week 3. Yeah, woo. Because 4 of them happened in the first match. Yeah. Yeah, woo. Paul Pogba, (laughs) yeah. 
Yeah. Why, um, I'm just going to say, watch you guys lose him for free again. Watch him go back to Juve. For free again? <laughs> Lulls, yeah. For free again? I, I would hate yeah. my life. Yeah. Watch him go to Juve and then they win like next year's Champions League. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I could see Paul him going Pogba to Juve, but they're really not has... winning. They're, they're not. Paul Pogba <laughs> wouldn't make them good enough to win the freaking Champions League, Val. Oh. What are you on? Paul Pogba would have to win the Ballon d'Or. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, and I am not giving Paul Pogba the Ballon d'Or. He is one of my favorite footballers ever. I am never giving him a Ballon d'Or. So I feel like we've gone a little off topic here. So I'm going to segue us into our next topic before we get into predictions. Thank you, Yabat. According to FIFA <laughs> president Gianni Infantino, he believes that he has enough backing from FIFA members and other people involved to go forward with the biennial World Cup plan. And... He also believes that this biennial World Cup plan will make football as a whole $3.3 billion richer. On the other side of that, UEFA want to try and combat this by staging the already biennial Nations League, but adding the CONMEBOL teams from South America to it. They both seem like they're horrible plans, but one of them is going to happen. Which one do you guys like better? Mm-hmm. Um, I personally like the second one just because I feel like if you have the World Cup like that every two years, it sort of loses the nostalgia and loses some of the overall fight that. Also, we get too many to see. too many players are going to have too many World Cups to their name, and it's going to just discredit the legends who've won like two or three. Exactly. That's the main thing. You can't really make it that drastically different. It's not going to be like a major, super major tournament anymore. Exactly. An Olympic gold medal means a lot more than a world championship just because of the four years that you have yes. to wait. You have to actually qualify. You have to go through all of these processes in order to get into the tournament. And it's, it's, it's a lot, but I feel like if you make it every two years, you sort of got to cut restrictions a little bit. And maybe it's not as accurate of a showing as because a lot changes in four years, like not that much changes in two years. Exactly. Like people retire in four years, two years, like they may just stick around for it. Where is this backing coming from? Because it seems like UEFA hasn't backed it. It seems like CONMEBOL doesn't back it. I don't think CONCACAF backs it. It doesn't seem like the National Federations back it. And clearly the fans don't back it. So like, And I just don't fully understand the financial legitimacy there. I actually, I actually do um, in okay. terms of... So it's the biggest sporting event in the world other than okay, the Olympics. So you're, so you're just literally it, talking about getting the views again. It draws in more ad revenue. It draws in more fan revenue. It draws in. I, see I think the, the fan I revenue s- would lessen. I don't. I mean, so the interest outside might lessen, but people will still buy tickets to go to the World Cup. That's fair. Okay. I understand so that. Yeah. I can see where they're getting the large increase and in making football richer. Okay. But it will come at the cost of degrading the most sports. prestigious trophy yeah. in team sports. I, I agree with you there. Val, thoughts on that? Hi. So 
we actually talked about this in one of our classes, and the whole the main thing that a lot of people said was besides just the value of winning the World Cup or the Nations League, it would be ruined if it was every two years. I think it would also just be exhausting on the players if you have to play a league, Champions League, Carabao Cup, FA Cup for, let's say, the Premier League teams, and then you have a World Cup, and then you have to redo that, and then the next year you have the Nations League, and then after that you have the Euros. It would just be exhausting. Well, so also, a biennial World Cup would make it almost impossible to even hold the Euros. Yeah, that's what I was also going to get to. Because, because we the technically Euros still happens, do oh, have yeah, that I didn't play. think about the that. The Euro happens in that two years in between right. the World Cup. Exactly. The Euros and the Copa America trophy happened during that time. So there technically is play during that time. So whatever. But it, it takes away. It takes away a lot yeah. from these other organizations. And it primarily focuses all focuses on the world cup and i don't i it's degrading to it like i I just i'm not gonna go more into it i really can't i think that's a pretty good segue if carl thinks he can't get into it anymore um i think it's time for us to guess some games and get some games wrong because let's go out of a possible um 33 points that Carl and I could have pulled from the the last set of predictions I, I got 6 seven. points and Carl got 7 <laughs> and Carl is currently up 107 to 98 <laughs> So if you guys ever felt bad about yourself at least you aren't putting money on what we're saying because then you'd feel a lot worse before predictions um happy birthday to killian mbappe he turns 23 today i just have to say that because he's he's younger than me and what am i doing with my life but yeah yeah so we're we're gonna we're gonna run this down the same way we've been doing it for the last couple weeks i'll go first because liverpool's the first game and you know what? Do... Just because you said that, uh, I'm going first. And Carl, Carl, you know I will, why? Carl, I will because mute you. Because Man U isn't last. Man U isn't last. So they are that the last means match. I go first. They are the last match. Yeah, so yeah, that means I go sense. first. Carl, I will mute you because I'm going first. Yeah, we, we both can the... do this. We can both do <laughs> No, no, see, see, you can't mute me because... My mic comes in outside of Discord into OBS, and I can just mute Discord. Oh, damn it. I muted Discord, and it doesn't work. So I'm going to go first, because <laughs> uh, I have the power to do that. And I'm going to run down all the Boxing Day games and then the United-Newcastle match on the 27th, and then we're going to slide it over to Carl, and then we're going to slide it over to Val. So- uh, Val can go. I'll go last. Because I already have predictions, so if anyone's okay. like, oh yeah, like he can change it, no, I already have my shit written down. So all right, cool. So I'm gonna start Liverpool Leeds at Anfield, 7 30 a.m. for Eastern Standard Time. It's the 12 30 game for uh in England. Liverpool are probably pissed off after whatever happened against Spurs, the 2-2 draw. I'm gonna take 3-0 here. I'm sorry, Leeds. I'm taking 3-0. I'm going to take Wolves 
2-0 over Watford at at home at the Molino for Wolves. Uh I'm going to yep. take Everton 2-1 over Burnley at Turf Moor. Man City, I think at at home against Leicester. I think they beat Leicester 3-0. I'm going to take Arsenal 3-0 over Norwich at Carrow Road. I'm going to take Spurs 2-1 over Crystal Palace at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. You're so you're so predictable. <laughs> Have you got all of these right so far? Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. Carl Carl likes to predict my predictions and apparently he's got everyone right so far. I'm going to go West Ham 3-0 over or 2-0 over Southampton. 3 is a little much. All right, that that was the first one that I got wrong. I'm taking Villa 2-1 over Chelsea. I, the second one I got wrong. You definitely got me there. Straight up, I'm taking Villa to beat Chelsea. Okay. Brentford are away to Brighton, so Brentford 1-0. One, one <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they're better on the road, and I don't understand it. Yeah, exactly. And then Newcastle are just trash, so I'm going to go United 2-0. Yep. Hopefully. Yeah, so right, Carl, 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 what did you get there? 8 out of 10 on my predictions, right? Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Val, hit it. All right, so I'm just going to start off with Liverpool leads. I think Liverpool are going to win 4-1. Okay. Uh, With their last game, it was in September, they won 3-0 with Salah scoring as a 100th Premier League goal. Uh, Wolves-Watford, I'm going to say 2-1 to Wolves. Uh, West Ham and Southampton, I'm going to actually go ooh, 2-1 West Ham nice, nice. with the Tottenham uh, Crystal Palace game. I'm going to say uh, 2-0 Tottenham for the win. Norwich and Arsenal, I'm going to go with Arsenal winning 3-1. You're giving Norwich a goal? Maybe. You never know. That's a little ballsy to give Norwich a yeah. goal, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Let's see what happens. <laughs> they've, only oh, scored, they've, only, they've only scored eight. They've scored... Oh. They, uh, yeah. It's possible. It's a Christmas yeah. miracle. Yeah, It, it could be know. a Christmas miracle. Pookie could come out and score. Yeah, watch. Norwich are going to win as a Christmas <laughs> miracle now. Oh, yeah. No, the uh, Christmas miracle would be Leicester over City. That would be the Christmas yeah. miracle. Yeah, well, that that's just for you. I I don't care. I know. Uh, Man City are gonna beat Leicester three nil. I would love an upset, but it's not, not gonna, gonna happen. happen. Yeah, City are playing too well. Ooh, Burnley and Everton. I really would like to see Everton win, so I'm gonna go with two nil Everton. Okay. Uh, Aston Villa Chelsea. Again, it would be interesting to see Aston Villa win, but I'm going to say 2-0 Chelsea. Okay. Uh, Brentford is most likely going to be Brighton. I'm going to say 2-1. And then 3-0 Man United to Newcastle. Hey, all right. Yeah. Sounds pretty solid. So I guess I predicted like a mix between both of them. So Liverpool leads 3-0 Liverpool, Wolves-Watford 1-1. I'm going to take that um, just because both are very scrappy sides. Um, 
Everton Burnley. I'm gonna take Everton two nil over Burnley. Man City, Man City, uh, Leicester, uh, four nil Man City. Uh, Norwich Arsenal three nil Arsenal. Spurs Palace two one Spurs. Even though whatever, hate Spurs. Uh, West Ham Southampton three uh, one West Ham. Uh, Chelsea Villa. I'm not Brian, so I'm not optimistic about Steven Gerrard during this single game. Uh, 3-1 Chelsea. I still think they pull a goal, though. I just love uh, the way Villa have been playing, and I, I haven't really liked... I love the liked, way they're playing. I haven't really liked the way Chelsea have been playing. So I just I went, think that I they have to limb. clap back. I think they have to clap back if they're going to stay in the title race. And so, I don't think it'll be against Villa, though. I think it's where it has to. So one way or another, they'll either become less relevant in the title race or they'll clap back against Villa. And then Brighton Brentford, I have to take Brentford because I'm not a crackhead. They are away. Um, even though Brighton home is actually really good. Uh, I was thinking about taking this game 2-2, but I'm taking Brentford 2-1 over Brighton. And then Man U, Newcastle, I'm taking the same score line. Or no, not score line. Uh, like same difference as Brian, but with the same number of goals for Man U as well. I think, I, I think so you're looking I'm at a goal 31. differential. I think you're looking yeah. for the goal differential there. Yeah, I'm a little stupid, so thank you for helping me you, out. You're uh, a lot of stupid, so, Carl. Man U beat uh, Newcastle, and uh, I'm just going to say beat because on, on Monday when I record... I'm not going to be biting my tongue, hopefully. <laughs> I really hope you are, just, just for that. Uh, but yeah, 3-1 Man U. I think that's going to wrap up for everything that we got. I, I want to thank Val for coming on, because we love the work that you've been doing for the Instagram. Yeah, for thank real. You. Thank you for everything. For anybody who's listening, if you agree, disagree, just want to talk about what we've said feel free to reach out on the instagram all three of us have access so all three of us will be able to you know respond and talk and have some kind of dialogue or interaction it's at the high kicks podcast and honestly just another big thanks to val for all the great work he's been doing and thank this you for coming you. on the show we're obviously going to have you back at some point because this was awesome thank you it was really fun Thanks so, again. Adios. We'll catch everybody next week. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.